Hi, this is Rob. Hey, this is Dan. And you're listening to Remote with Rob and Dan. I think we just played uh, Hats Off to Herald Square as the intro. That's, I think it's what I used. That's a uh, blast from the rock and roll past. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been a while, but uh, I've actually, I actually popped that in not too long ago, and I was like, yeah, this will kind of work for the, uh, the first episode. I like it because it was, uh, I don't know, 12 years ago, and I still can't play drums that well as I did <laughs> on the intro of that song. That was my peak I try to play that role all the time and I just end up throwing my sticks. Yeah, I think we'll probably have a new intro at some point. I, uh, you know, this is our first episode and it's going to be a little bit of a crash course in podcasting and talking remotely because this is the remote podcast. What are we, what, what are we doing here? We, we came up with this remote concept. Uh, it's, what is it, tongue in cheek or is it uh, double entendre? What is it? I think it's... Uh... You know, I don't. I don't really know what double entendre means, um, so I'm going to go with tongue in cheek. Uh, but I, I, I think it's uh, it's pretty true to life for both of us. It's, uh, you know, we live fairly remote from the world. We also work remote. Um, we work from home, always, not just nearing during uh, worldwide pandemics. Yeah, I think this is kind of. Uh, I think we kind of. Uh fell into this in the right moment uh as much as it's awful for the world it's sort of like lined up for what we're talking about which is working remote and living remote and it's relevant yeah i'd say it's pretty relevant um are you have you have you left your house recently um you know i feel i feel bad saying yes because i really am taking this social distancing pretty seriously um but yeah, I I try to be responsible when leaving, so I don't go anywhere around a bunch of people. But I do take my family to the park and go for a run and uh, let them play in the field away from people. I mean, I think that's that's fair. That's like the right way to approach it. I know that um, what is St. Louis, which is where we're both from, and we both uh-huh. lived recently. I think they just announced that. Uh, they're shutting everything down. I think this is kind of a normal thing for most states, but I know for a, for a fact, St. Louis just shut down, um, leaving your house starting tomorrow on Monday. Um, today, yeah. by the way, is uh, March 22nd. Uh, it's Sunday, March 22nd. So that's kind of yeah. when we're in the thick of it. But tomorrow, 2020, shut, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> tomorrow they shut down uh, St. Louis. So you can only leave for groceries, pharmacy, and uh, I, it literally says in the press release, groceries, pharmacy, and a walk in the park. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's kind of how I, I look at it is when I lived in St. Louis, I lived across the street from Tower Grove Park and I could just walk into the park. And that to me wouldn't really feel like leaving my house. So I don't really see that much of a difference in hopping in my car and driving two minutes to the park like I do here and getting out. I'm not risking my own health or posing a risk to anyone else. And that's what I try to do. I know that you're, you're just by knowing you for years, you're more uh, prone to hypochondria, um, hypochondria. (laughs) Well, freaking out about, well, just like a germ anxiety attacks. Yeah. Yeah. I remember at one point you, 
used to have to hear the click of a water bottle before you drink out of it. Like when you open it. <laughs> At had- one point I used to, or I still do that. <laughs> um, Elizabeth, my wife, Elizabeth, sometimes makes fun of me because I'll, I'll open I'll open it and be like, oh, I don't remember if the safety seal like clicked or not. Uh, I'm not going to drink this. So <laughs> throw, throw it away. Just yeah, throw know, it away. Just to get, to burn it. Burn that water. Yeah, I do that. I still uh, I still squeeze bags to make sure they're airtight in case you know, somebody hypodermic needled something into them or something. I don't really know what I'm checking for besides air. But uh, yeah, I do that. So this whole situation has been really freaking fantastic. You know, what's weird is, uh, I've never been one to be germy and, you know, watching people open bathroom doors with like paper towels and like using their elbows and feet and all that kind of stuff. And just in the last couple of days, I'm like very aware of my hands and and what I'm doing with them, which is, which is a new thing for me. (laughs) I, uh, surprisingly have never really been like that, like worried about what's on my hands or afraid to get dirty but yeah, I've washed my hands about 15 times a day, every day to the point where they're cracked. Raw. Yeah. Yeah. They hurt. They itch it's, and hurt and they're all dry and gross. I've been seeing, uh, I've been seeing stuff on social, uh, people posting, um, in their Instagram stories and stuff, their hands, um, being raw and cracking and all that kind of stuff. So apparently this is like a new norm for, for all of us is uh dry, disgusting hands. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's, um, after the hand sanitizer industry booms, the hand lotion industry will probably come follow suit. Well, I, I read that uh, here we are. This is big. okay. So this is the coronavirus show. Yeah, <laughs> this, this will go somewhere. It, it is relevant to what we do. Yeah. Um, no, I was gonna say uh, one more thing. Is I read the whole toilet paper thing, like everyone buying up all the toilet paper. It's like you don't use more toilet paper. Just yeah. Because- I mean, it's not like the times when I could go out, I went other places to poop. Um, no, it's uh, it's yeah. weird that uh, the the because the production hasn't gone up on that. They're just like, well, I guess everyone's going to buy it out, and then we'll just you know keep it on the make, production schedule. It doesn't make any sense to me why everybody bought toilet paper. And the food, the, various, the foods at the stores, like the whole when it when you get a winter snow, everyone goes out and buys milk and milk and bread or whatever, which are two yeah. things that spoil very very quickly. So, um, you know, speaking of that, I remember being young and buying milk, or somebody would buy milk, and the expiration date would be like a week and a half from whenever you bought it. <laughs> now I buy that Horizon milk. And for some reason, it lasts a month now. It lasts I don't a month understand. In a cardboard box, and it does. It doesn't even have to be refrigerated. You just stick it in your cupboard. <laughs> I think it's all. Or, yeah, some of it's just sitting on the shelves, hot. Yeah, they give it to me hot at Starbucks. Yeah, I, I don't know. What hot chocolate milk? I don't drink. I, uh, I don't. I don't drink milk either. But yeah, my family does, and it, it, I don't know why it lasts longer now. The future is here. Milk lasts two weeks longer than it did in the eighties. Excellent. Um, Well, okay. So coronavirus, how does that affect us? Well, I think that, uh, you know, the whole point of this show is going to be about um, working and living remote and talking to folks that kind of do the same thing we do. I kind of use the terminology digital nomads. So these people that, um, you know, we've been around them our whole lives. We've been somewhat like that our whole lives and that we, whether it's freelance or uh, owning our own companies or whatever, we have this kind of freedom to Rome 
around and work wherever. And that might be, I think when we say digital nomad, a lot of people think let's hop in a, you know, VW bus and drive around and work that way. And that's sure that's, that's (laughs) one way to approach it. But I think for you and I, we've lived in multiple different cities, um, taken vacations and been connected, you know, the whole time and just the world that we live in allows us to create this remote workspace. So you recently moved, I recently moved, we both still do the same thing that we were doing in the previous city. And now we are in new cities. And so I, you know, it was sort of an impetus for me to ping Daniel and be like, Hey, we, we both have this opportunity. Why don't we talk about the things that we do? Cause it's somewhat of a hot topic, you know, this, this working remote. And now it's so funny because I said that to you, what, a couple of weeks ago, we uh-huh. jumped, I'm, I'm happy and I'm, I'm proud of us for jumping on the horn and actually doing it um, right away. But within that time span that we talked about it, all of a sudden, like all the these whole world forcing people to work yeah. remote. Everybody's working remote now. Do you think that do you think that because of the social climate and, you know, this, this pandemic epidemic, whatever you want to call it, do you think that it's going to drive companies to be more aware of working remote, um, the benefits of it? And I mean, do you think a lot of people are going to, we're going to come out of this at some point, I hopefully. Um, and do you think that people are going to say like, wait a minute, I just spent the last three months working from home just fine. Why, Why don't I do that forever? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I personally think it's going to change life. There's going to be life before this and life after it for everyone. But I, I do think it's it's going to change the perception companies have, maybe for better or worse. I'm not really sure yet of how they can utilize their employees. You know, like, yeah. And it would be interesting to talk to people that work. Uh, some of those more traditionally in office jobs, like what, what does my state farm agent do? You know, right. now, <laughs> I mean, it might not be that interesting, but for, for a minute, it might be like, how, how did you transfer your office job to your home job? And uh, what does that look like right. for the future? Uh, you know, and, and I could see it going wrong to where people take advantage of no matter where you are, you can work, which is kind well, of I, a bummer. I, I think it, well, that's weird that you went that way. I was actually thinking a different way. Um, you went the way of people taking, going the extreme and saying, well, now I'm constantly connected. Now I just work all the time. I feel like that's the past 20 years of the technology ramping up to where it is now. We were slowly, you want to say slowly, it's actually kind of quickly moving to that point of, we both had corporate jobs, used to go to your job, sit in your cubicle and do your work and then leave. And then all of a sudden, right? People, you go on vacation and people are emailing you and all of a sudden Dropbox shows up and right. now you can access all your stuff. So the whole world's kind of been moving this direction of, well, I mean, there's no excuse for you not to be able to work now. So why don't you grab that file and get on your iPad and draw something new for it? It's you can weird. do it. It's weird because for a while, I remember way back, um, this is going to age me or date me or whatever, um, or both of us, <laughs> I had a, God, what was this, 15 years ago maybe? I had, when I lived up in New York, I had a uh, Motorola Q, I think it was, and it was like <laughs> a it was like a QWERTY keyboard. Like, it looked like a little Palm Pilot, basically, and that was my yeah. And 
I could sort of get emails on it and sort of see the internet, but it was this weird like text only version of the mm-hmm. internet and all this kind of stuff. So, <laughs> you know, you fast forward to the iPhone, fast forward even past that with, you know, Dropbox and Google and G Suite and all the stuff. And for a while, I was really excited that I did have these corporate jobs and um, I was all of a sudden more connected. I felt like I was becoming more like, you know, corporate cool guy with a briefcase and stuff. And <laughs> like, and I had, and I was, excited, cool I was excited about, oh, I can get my email whenever I want and it'll, mm-hmm. my phone will buzz and it'll tell me that I can have my email and like I can mm-hmm. constantly be up to date with everything. And slowly over the last six months of my life personally, and um, I've probably maybe a year, but really over the last six months, I've started this new this new pattern of turning off all my notifications yeah. and deleting apps. And I think this is actually somewhat of a, somewhat of a common trend with uh, people in our industry. And then I think across all industries in the self-help industry is like, uh-huh. how do you not get distracted? How do you stay disconnected? How do you yeah. like, find that nine to five flow and then turn it off? You know? Um, so do you feel, have you been, have you been, you know, turning things off and, and disconnecting yourself or setting times throughout the day that you do certain things? Yeah. I, I don't have a strict schedule, but yeah. I mean, it's funny how you, the longer you work from home, the more you treat it like an office job. Right. If that makes sense. I work from a studio at home. That's not in right. my home. So I have to walk across my driveway into my garage, up some stairs, and then I start working. So it, feels like going to an office, even though I'm not, so I'm alone. It used to not be that way. And it would be, everything was a little more integrated and, you know, I'd go to my office and then 10 minutes later, my kids would walk in and want to smack the keyboard and move the mouse. And, and I do think everything else. I do think that when you work remote, um, you know, if, if we can give suggestions to anybody listening out there is one thing that I've learned. And I think you just touched on it is try your damnedest to have a door. Um, yeah. You know, at Which the bare minimum for a long time, you know, I, I think you, you've gone one step further. You're one more step removed and that you have uh, like a loft above your garage yeah. and we're videoing this right now, but we probably won't post it. But you know, I'm looking at you and you're sitting in your loft in your garage and the uh, you're, you're, so you're, you're actually physically removed from your home. And I think some people have that. I have a studio built. It, it was a garage that I refurbished into a room, but it's, I did, I intentionally made sure that, um, you know, it's connected to the house, but I put doors on it and they are lockable doors and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think, I think that a lot of people think work from home means throw your laptop on your lap, on your couch and yeah. you know, which for, you know, to be fair for my wife who also works from home, it kind of is that that's, that's my and, wife's, you know, approach as well. Um, which I, you know, to her, to her credit, she can do that, but it, you know, also she's, you know, voiced that it is frustrating and she wishes, and she will be, we're actually building her space too, but you know, she's, she needs that, you know, that space as well. And so I think that anyone that works, works from home, I, my brother-in-law, um, <laughs> he's a, uh, he's a heavy, heavy traveler and he works for a big software company. And so uh-huh. he's, he is traveling, he's in the office. He has the ability even outside of this whole, you know, situation, he has the ability to work from home, but he chooses not to, um, uh, you know, nine times out of 10 or eight times out of 10. And 
you know, now that he's being kind of forced into his home, I know that, um, you know, I, I heard a joke. I'm not sure how like serious it was, but he was like, you know, throwing the couch out the back door his first day being home because he's like, it's not comfortable enough. So it's like, you've got a net <laughs> and you've got to create that yeah. area that works for you. How much different is it for you now that you're in a completely separate space than in a office studio in your house? Looks wise, not that much different, but the feeling of it is different. It feels more like I'm up here to work. It takes a little bit more energy to, you know, walk to the refrigerator or, you know, to go back into the house for whatever I would need. Right. Um, it, it's a little lonelier at times because I don't hear anybody else. Yeah. But all in all, I like this particular space better just because it's a little more creatively stimulating. I have enough room up here for computer art generation for traditional art generation. I can hop up and play drums if I want. They're set up. You know, it just feels like my space. I hate the term man cave because it's dumb, (laughs) but it feels like that in a way. Well, you stimulate yeah. yourself with the things around you that uh, give you some kind of joy and inspiration. You know, I've got guitars hanging on the wall, and while you yeah. know, I don't, I don't pull them down daily necessarily, but it's a, you know, when I want to spin around in my chair and just kind of see, um, take in some inspiration. I don't, know, I, I don't know. It is helpful having a separate yeah. space that's yours. I think that looks different for everyone. You know, it's whatever, especially depending on the job you have, you know, for me, it's kind of nice to look around and be creatively stimulated, whether, you know, it's art on the wall or whatever that's, that helps me with my job, which, you you know, we haven't really said what our jobs are for anybody that that doesn't know us. I'm I'm a children's book illustrator and I like to look around and be artistically stimulated when I feel not so stimulated. And so I've set up my studio in that way where there's pictures on the wall, there's bookshelves full of books, art books usually, um, or mostly, uh, that kind of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. I am a, a CEO of a kids video game building company that Daniel's actually a founder of as well. So uh, we both founded the company with a couple other guys. Um, I'm still running that company, but recently I've been wanting to get out and do more content creation. So I'm also, while I'm not in any way, you know, out there in a big way yet, I am creating uh, videos and now working with Daniel on this podcast and just trying to get more artistically, um, creative in in these ways so it's i don't know that's kind of what i'm doing do you have like a set routine or schedule in terms of work i mean i know working remote and working from home i think a lot of people assume that they can just kind of do whatever they want but to me the whole concept of being able to literally being able to do whatever you want actually can be stifling hindrance is it overwhelming well it's not necessarily overwhelming per se it can be i mean it's but it's if you don't have some kind of schedule or some kind of structure to your day. It is very easy when you work from home, as anyone can imagine, as everyone's probably feeling now, it's very easy to just, you know, flip on Netflix or. Oh man, I've done that. Yeah. I watched TV and ate lunch and then didn't stop watching (laughs) TV and eating lunch until 8 PM. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really have a set schedule. I should. And now that things are different, 
you know, with our kids at a school and home 24 seven and, you know, my wife works from home. Also, we, we've actually talked about, you know, setting a schedule for each other just because right. the whole situation of life right now is a little overwhelming and hard to navigate, but I, I don't have a set schedule and I should. I think that's a common thread for a lot of people that are married especially yeah. with kids and especially right now, you know? Yeah. And especially if normally if your spouse partner works from home, you have this, th- these two schedules to manage and maintain that you can basically set yourself. Whereas, you know, if I work from home and my wife worked at nine to five, I would probably work nine to five because right. I'd be alone and that's when I'd work. So it would help me set a schedule in that way. So yeah, there's a little more dynamics there for us. And yes, I should set a schedule. Do you have a set schedule? Um, I have a fairly set schedule. Mine's actually, it's like there's part of my day that is very set. Um, And then there's part of my day that is almost like free form. But I I make sure, I mean, you know me, I, I make sure when I wake up that, like the first part of my day is setting my day and deciding what it is I'm going to work on. Um, yeah. I mean, really from like, I know for me, and this is, this is kind of a proven thing that I'm most creative first thing in the morning. So yeah, um, me too. So I think that, you know, I have a crazy morning routine where it's like no work, like no devices, no electronic, anything. It's just kind of mindful morning kind of thing. But then once I get past that, you know, we could, we could talk about that more later or something, but yeah. once I get past that, starting around eight o'clock is when I kind of start my day. And that's usually if I'm working on a project for work, I try to, I try to use that time usually between eight and 10 for me to focus on like project work, um, as opposed to like, you know, piddly nonsensical stuff like email and yes, yeah. I think email's nonsensical, but, um, yeah, it is. <laughs> I mean, a large part of my day is unfortunately, uh, email correspondence back and forth with people through various channels. And that's usually more, uh, after my lunch hour, you know, and that's mm-hmm. when I kind of catch up on that stuff. And then usually the yeah. end of the day is when I, I don't know, I usually either go back to a project, kind of tie things up. So, I mean, I generally have a schedule, but it's, um, it is, it's, it's, it ebbs and flows for sure being, you know, work from home. And you and I are both in a unique situation in that we both work remote, work from home, but so do our wives. So, um, and now apparently so do our kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now there's a homeschool to think of. Yeah. So our work days and projects probably look a lot different, you know, like to some I extent, what, I don't know what you're doing at the moment at all, but. I would imagine that my projects are a little longer probably, you know, of the same thing yeah. than yours are. I don't have as much email correspondence. I obviously don't have customer service to deal with things like that. I, some days I'll have a lot of email and I'll have a bunch of notes emailed to me, but I can sit and work on the same book for a month, you know, right. Um, and or you, two months you, or a year. So I don't have the, my new thing personally for a long time you're completely right in that my days my weeks were very compressed and i had a lot of different crap that i had to do yeah. i mean i still do but um i didn't have any long tail projects recently i've started this whole video work and uh you know yeah. podcast thing and i'll probably be doing 
you know, editing of those. And so those are a little bit longer tail. I mean, I'm trying to kind of push myself yeah. to get that stuff out within a week, but um, I do have more time to sit and, you know, be creative or artistic and kind of work through those things. So yeah, um, that's a little bit new for me. Do you feel like when you have, let's say a month, um, I don't know, you might have three months from time to time, but when you have like, let's just say you have like a month long project, you're working on a book or a section uh-huh. of a book yeah. you've got a month. Do you feel like having a compressed timeline would help you? Or do you feel like having that openness is more beneficial? Um, I sort of compress it on my own, right? Uh, even if it's long, you know, I'll, uh, let's just say I have a month to do a book, uh, the final art for a book. I'll start out kind of free form and I'll see how long, you know, each spread takes. And then I'll like we used to do in Trello, like you kind of like section right. it off, you know, like, well, at this rate I can do one full spread a day. And so I have this many days before I can finish this book. Right. And then if, if it's going to take 20 days and I have 30 days to do it, then I can, I know I can take, a few days off. Right. And I usually do. I think that's and, pretty typical. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I, and sometimes I don't even like write that down. I just sure. kind of know it. Sure. And some, some days I'm just not feeling it and I don't do nearly as much. And some days I do more. So yeah, I can press it on my own. So I think, yeah, it helps. I have deadlines obviously anyway, but it helps to impose my own like we did when we all worked at pixel press. Right. And it, it just kind of keeps me accountable to myself and it keeps me in check. It helps me not get overwhelmed with big projects that seem so daunting that they're like unfinishable <laughs> because I, I know that I can chunk it out and it'll get done eventually. Yeah. This last book I did, some of these spreads took like five days to do one. And so yeah. I find myself, uh, I try to, I ended up rushing through things. I, you know, I've been working on these videos and I'll get to a spot where I'm like, I know what I want to do in my head, but I really don't want to spend the three days that it's going to take to actually do that. So how can I, how can I like cheese my way through this and just try to like get something out, which I don't, I don't like that I do that, but, uh, sometimes I feel like I have to just to Mm. kind of force myself to work through it. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I will. I'll totally procrastinate. You know where I fall short, or where I don't really know how to like make it work, mm-hmm. is not when I have projects, but when I'm trying to create my own projects. Oh yeah. So, you know, or, or things that I think are are bettering me, like just drawing, or or just like I'm I'm writing a book now. There's nobody telling me. Yeah. It has to be done June 2nd. Right. You know, so sometimes it feels like I'm forgetting about other important things, like non work related things, like my family or just myself. If I'm up here, yeah, like not working air quotes around it, doodling around. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I could sit up here all day and draw pictures of dinosaurs, but like at the end of the day, will I feel like I got something done tangibly? Probably not. And then like, how does, how do I make that work? And I'm still figuring that out. I can't seem to make myself justify it to maybe my spouse or to myself 
in terms of family time. Sure. Like setting that aside to come up here and hole up and try to write a, a book about, you know, dinosaurs, which that, is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> that's kind of why, that's kind of why I, what I was alluding to in my mornings, you know, I spend literally mm-hmm. two hours kind of focused on that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I go Just for hard. a run and I do that. And, yeah. and, and I, I mean, I wake up ridiculously early, which I don't particularly like, but you know, I've gotten used to it now for six years or six months, six wow. years, six months. And, uh, <laughs> and I, part of what I have to do because I was in, I did the exact same thing and I, and I still would, if I didn't, I literally sit down in the morning and I write down, what are the three things, just three things I want to accomplish today. And it can be related to anything. It could be family. It could be whatever. And I yeah. usually try to balance like, okay, one of those has to be my core job. You know, uh-huh. one of those has to be something for me, something for yeah. like to, to better me or further me in some way. And then one of those has to be for my family. Um, huh. cause those are obviously the most important things to me. And then, and then I'll also write down. So it's those three things that I want to accomplish. And then what, what one thing would make today truly great. I write that down too. Um, oh, wow. so like that's, already more than i do (laughs) (laughs) um i honestly though i i don't feel like i've found some golden arrow or whatever i just i found that i have to do that or else i constantly just in this anxious panic where i feel like i'm not doing i end up like getting a moment i don't do anything you know because like (laughs) because i don't know what to tackle um yeah exactly i'm there all the time I have to create those North stars for myself because I'm not good at, I it's weird because I don't take direction well, um, which mm-hmm. is why I formed my own companies over the years. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I like being able to, it's not that it's, it's not necessarily a control thing. I mean, you would probably say it's a control thing for me, but um, it's, <laughs> it's not necessarily a control thing. It's more of a, uh, I, I know what I want to do and I just want to be able to enforce that in some way, uh-huh. in a positive way. If I don't, what's, what's funny though, is if I don't have a team around me or at least another person, then I, it's really easy for me to work with another person or work with a team and be somewhat of like a, let's get this done. Let's get that done. And like that. Yeah. It keeps you more accountable. Yeah. I think, I think, and what's funny about uh, uh, just kind of about working from home in general, is you start it for kind of the same reason we started our own companies is like, Oh man, wouldn't it be nice to just, when I feel inspired, get up and do my work. Right. And it's just not the way it looks. Really. No, not you at know, all. You don't, you still have to schedule your life. It would look that way if we were 23 and lived by ourselves. Sure. Didn't do anything else. And we could stop playing King Arthur on Xbox and <laughs> get up and work for a while and go but back even to then it. even then we didn't <laughs> yeah we wouldn't no otherwise we would have become successful way before like age 35 uh, but yeah it's it's hard to get that notion out of your head of like and i get in arguments about it all the time with my wife of like i'm i need to be creative when i'm creative when i feel it you know yeah, yeah. and it's not as much as you want it to work that way it's not so i liked what what you've done with kind of it's kind of like giving it, a structure to your morning, but leaving it open to do those things when 
the time is right, whether yeah. it's like forced to be right or whether it feels right. You know, I tried doing, I actually tried to go crazy with it and say like, I'm going to schedule my entire day down to the, down to the 30 minute block. And I was saying like, okay, if this is what I want to accomplish today, here's when I'm going to work on it. And that actually didn't yeah. work for me. And it does work for some people, but it didn't work for me. I actually have to say, all I want to do is accomplish these three things today. It doesn't matter okay. when, yeah. before I go to bed. And then, I like that. Um, yeah, trying to fit yourself, trying to fit a uh, square peg in a round hole. I think I've, I think I'm done with that in my life. I, I really, yeah. really tried for a long time. I was, I mean, I've been through so many phases, but you know, there's my like clean cut. I want to be a businessman phase, and um, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Telespend phase. Yeah, it's funny because during that time, like, I really thought this is who I am, and yeah. uh, and only until that's why it's almost like you know, I don't want to dog on younger people by any means because I was still in a, like, I was still my own person. I still had my own feelings and thoughts. And and at the time I thought I was right. But as you get older, it is funny that you totally realize that you don't know what you want really until, you know, and I probably still don't, I, who knows. And it kind of changes all the time, not all the time, but at least you go through phases of it every six, seven years of, you know, I, I thought it was cool to do that corporate cool guy thing for yeah. a while yeah uh, and like oh i have my own cubicle i was proud of that <laughs> i put things up on it man when i think back i was like man that's so dorky yeah <laughs> yeah and, and you know it's not a whole lot different now i have a bigger cubicle and i just put stuff i think is cool on the walls here too but i don't know i, mean, I think it i think it changes all the time there's our core being, you know, there's our core who we are at our core. And then there's those things on the surface that just change all the time. So yeah. I mean, your core is, uh, you know, I know you well enough. Your core is you like, uh, you like your things and your knickknacks and like to be inspired by those things. So you, you know, you yeah. put them up and that's always been who you were. Um, uh-huh. so, well, okay. We've, like dove into a massive tangent. I don't even know what we're talking <laughs> about anymore. Um, talking about our work life dynamic from home do you remotely. think do you think that the uh this whole uh crazy epidemic has changed your life um you know i mean so there are some yeah. people that i follow that are like drastically different you know people have lost their jobs people yeah. have you know uh the service industry is just completely demolished right now um yeah for you and i i mean i think obviously it's changed our lives but I mean, yeah. we talked about you a little bit. I live in the middle of nowhere and social distancing is just part of my normal daily life. It's your life. Yeah. So you're socially distanced all the time. I don't really, it's, it's, it's only <laughs> even when you me. lived in St. Louis, you were a little socially distanced. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of in my MO. Um, <laughs> even, uh, even, even with this whole thing, like, I don't feel like it's changed that much for me uh in my day-to-day activity i've found that i'm relieved that i live on like this property you kind of got it to some extent too you can still get outside and like feel i don't know you're like you're not like imagine if you lived in in an apartment right now oh yeah or in a city like i walk outside and things don't immediately feel different you know which is kind of weird to an extent because you you get a little bit zoned off from reality. Yeah. I can't imagine even where we lived in St. Louis, you know, like Mm -hmm. there was 40 families on that block that we lived on. A lot of foot traffic too. Yeah. Yeah. And like none of that would be happening, which would be a little different and probably a little more surreal than 
it is now. Luckily, I have social media to remind me of it every 2.6 <laughs> seconds. I went for a run this morning and uh, uh, I mean, the, the, the area of the downtown area that I'm in is never, you know, bustling by any means, but there's always people, yeah. you know, in uh, the mornings getting coffee and going to the little cafe and, you know, doing things. this morning, it was just ghost town. So, um, yeah, yeah was, I mean, so yeah, it hasn't, I mean, I don't think it's changed really anything for my direct like work every day. Other than, man, even the people that I'm, I communicate with over email, I mean, my, half of them work from home right. 50% of the time anyway, and and they all are now, and it doesn't really, hasn't really changed anything. I don't know what it's going to do. They say it's not going to do anything for like printing schedules and things like that. Um, right. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, I mean, I went to order I a book this morning on Amazon. And, uh, the ship date wasn't until April 21st. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, it- it's going to push everybody to Kindle. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's going to get some e-readers. I think it's changed my life in a lot of other ways already, just in the past like couple of weeks. And to be honest with you, some, some of the, it's for, for the, better. the better. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be an interesting thing to, to finish this up on is how amidst this confusion, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I'm downplaying the significance sure. of how bad things are right now. And especially for other people, I'm privileged in a lot of ways that I don't feel a lot of repercussions at the moment. That's not to say it will, won't change at some point, but there are there is a silver lining to everything probably. And there has definitely been some positives to this day in a home thing. I, I completely agree. And I, it's like, it's funny because it's like, uh, you know, privileged guilt or whatever, but I've been feeling, um, even outside of myself, like, okay, I love having my kids around. Uh-huh. Um, my family has felt a little bit more like uh, close knit and yeah, absolutely. You know, working at home and all of us together. And like, it's almost cooking like every day, every yeah, meal we're cooking, cooking and stuff. And so it's been like that aspect of it. Yeah. It's, it's felt very positive for me, but even outside of my own circle, I've been noticing on social media, I was, I was scanning my stories today on Instagram and I realized that, um, there were probably out of the 10 people that I kind of flipped through their stories, like five or six of them were people that were hiking in the woods with their kids, um, yeah. you know, building puzzles together and watching, playing video uh-huh. games. And like, it's amazing that like, it's taken this epidemic yeah. to create a sense of community. Um, not, yeah. not in that we're all working together, but that in, we're all like kind of in it together. Yeah, like it's not, and, it's not something that is just affecting poor people or just affecting, you know, certain demographics. I mean, this is affecting the entire world and it it is interesting to see. And it's nice to, to see how people are coming together in different ways when we're given an obstacle, like we can't really be near each other. There's, there's teachers in certain, you know, areas of the country that I, I communicate with and some of them have started book clubs we've gotten in like mm-hmm. like these uh, that wouldn't happen yeah otherwise i don't think i mean it should but yeah it wouldn't well, um, there's it's just nice know, it, it's been nice to 
for that kind of thing. I totally agree with even with uh, Pixel Press. You know, we we work in the with Bloxels. We work in the education space. Um, so you know, we're working with educators all day, and it's been really cool to see. Not, I mean, not only our product that we've created um, being used in a positive way for this whole remote, you know, learning. Yeah. But all of these uh, companies, um, you know, I know not a lot of people, especially people probably listening to this podcast aren't necessarily in the education space, but all of these companies have like banded together, um, these STEM ed tech companies. And yeah. one of the things that we have that, you know, a lot of companies don't have is the ability to kind of work online. So a lot of schools have to send home these packets and in do this e-learning model. Um, unfortunately, it's it's a little bit alienating for a lot of people because they don't have the Wi-Fi and the and the yeah. ability to do it. But it's great to see all these companies kind of banding together to to support that. And uh, uh-huh. so it's it's weird because it's unfortunate that it takes some kind of horrible thing to show the positivity and the you know I, I don't know, the beauty in in people and what yeah. they accomplish. Well, it opens up everybody's eyes. Everybody's so face down and their own stuff mm-hmm. that they don't see what's around them. And it takes, it takes a little, uh, shake mm-hmm. then to shake you up to make you stop and smell the roses, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Or the term to coin there, but no, it's good. It's uh, I'm glad to see it. And I'm glad that, uh, to be a part of this right now, as much as it is detrimental to a lot of people. So that being said, this was going to be our intro podcast that was, we were kind of like thinking, oh, maybe it'll be 10 minutes. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it'll be short and sweet. In the future, they will be themed. We'll be talking about specific subjects and with specific people about yeah, we've, their lives. We've got a few people lined up uh, that uh, we've been, I've, at least I've been chatting with. And, and, and you know, I've, you and I have thrown around a few names that we wanted to talk to. So we're going to be doing uh-huh. reviews and we're going to be doing some, uh, themed content i think this was the first one uh for us to kind of get our feet wet to get uh to test out our microphones test out our microphones which for an hour we've had major <laughs> difficulties so hopefully the quality will only get better but um as of uh today uh i'm pretty stoked with uh you know what we did and you know it's yeah. thematically we're in a weird time right now so i think it's um if nothing else, this is a great immortalization of the moment that we're in and kind of what yep. it feels like to be in that moment. Do you, uh, want, do you want to have any parting words? I feel like we ended on a somewhat positive note. Yeah. I think, uh, I like the way, I like the way it ended. Try to find the, the bright spot amongst the darkness. Go spend time with your family and spend time doing something for yourself. That's something that, you know, I think both of us, uh, touched on in the episode and something that, I've been doing lately that, uh, you know, I've been doing the thing where good is better than, you know, perfect in that it actually gets done. So, I mean, done is better than perfect. I think that's what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, and I've been spending all this time. I've, I've been shooting all this video and everything. And while I uploaded a video and I wasn't like, you know, it's not like the absolute pinnacle of what I wanted. I got something out there and we've got this time now that I think we should take as a blessing, you know, even if it comes with a, a bit of a negative, you know, impact, what we might lose some money, we might, you know, people might lose their jobs, it's all awful. But at the end of the day, try to make the best out of it and do something positive. And 
create something. So I'm glad that we did this podcast because it's just another thing to add to the list of the things that I wanted to do and, um, you know, get some, get some communication going. And, uh, it's, it's, it's so unbelievably fitting with what's going on right now that yeah. we're with the split screen remote, not anywhere near each other. <laughs> yeah. Episode. Socially distanced. Yeah. Even if I cough, you won't, you yep. won't breathe in my fine mist. I'm good. I'm good over here. Distance by yeah. uh, like 90 miles or something like that. So episode one in the books. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we'll be doing some more episodes. So it's going to be a weekly podcast next week. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but it'll probably be something somewhat similar and themed around the concept of working remote, how to stay productive, how to stay on task, how to keep your sanity and uh, all of those kinds of things. So cool. Cool. All right. Thanks, everybody.